Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Green and red lanes, emergency brakes, democratic consultations, they're all contained in the new Windsor framework to replace the infamous protocol for Northern Ireland. But assuming that the DUP accepts the deal and goes back into power with Sinn Féin, what will this mean for trade between both parts of the island and between Britain? and Northern Ireland. John McGrain is the Director General of the British Irish Chambers of Commerce and is sitting in front of me. Good morning, John. Morning, Joe. Does your organisation believe there is a good deal on the table? Uh, We go even further, Joe. Um, We absolutely welcome this deal. And we usually applaud the work, actually, the quiet, you know, calm, methodical work of public servants, ambassadors, diplomats and the government representations right across these two islands and across the EU as well. Uh, this is a deal that uh, delivers on everything that people like us at the British Irish Chamber of Commerce have been asking for in practical terms, but goes further and adds in a number of bonuses that affect things like university research, uh, the right right of people to uh, self-determine whether they want to stay with these rules or not in the long term. But right now, it offers a fantastic set of outcomes for the core issues which were perturbing businesses on the ground in Northern Ireland. Is the deal dead on arrival if the DUP refuse to go back into Stormont? It's a matter for the political representation to do their own job on their own terms but uh, the reality is that uh, all businesses and particularly the business issues that were called out by some public representatives uh, those are those are addressed so if if uh, if the deal is not supported in any particular quarter it won't be it won't be because the issues that uh, pertain to business conduct uh, haven't been resolved because they fully have and more the reality is that there's now a phenomenal uh, if you like big tech beside business on the ground in northern ireland as a place in which to do business not only for businesses in the north and the consumers that they serve and the mm. communities that, that enjoy those jobs, but also for people in, in Britain and in Ireland and beyond to invest in further opportunities in Northern Ireland because it now absolutely has this unique ticket to be able to trade unfettered with a very substantial 60 million citizen market in Great Britain, but also right across a 500 million market in the EU. And it's beyond debate now in terms of any issues with that. It is a phenomenal opportunity for Northern Ireland, as it should be, and it's a great incentive for businesses in the Republic of Ireland and Great Britain to invest in Northern Ireland. Ironically, uh, Rishi Sunak, who was in Northern Ireland yesterday, and he's extolling his own deal, um, kind of underlined um, uh, the the... the the fact that by quitting the single market, uh, the the rest of the UK, GB, is now outside the single market for the European Union. Um, in terms of the benefits for Northern Irish companies, will they quickly grab this or have they already begun grabbing the advantages of being having uh, feet in both markets? Well, the political process... Uh is 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 a quite uh, separate track in public life from the ordinary conduct of business every day. Business has been getting on with business in Northern Ireland and mm-hmm. beyond uh, all through this process, uh, and this this time span has included many other challenges, including COVID, of course, along the way, and and lots of other economic shocks too. The reality is that to the degree that business has needed certain things sorted out uh, that were left undone, this pro- this uh, resolution now. And the Windsor framework absolutely takes care of that. So there is nothing left that's on the mind of business as an impediment to doing the business that they do and to investing further in it. Not only those businesses on the ground, but to attract significant inward investment now from the US 
from Europe itself, mm-hmm. from further afield, both in services and in goods, uh, and you know, availing of the natural skills base in Northern Ireland. And we would emphasise businesses in Great Britain and businesses in the Republic of Ireland will now be right to look carefully at those opportunities, not to close something down in those jurisdictions where they're already based, but to additionally invest in the unique ticket that Northern Ireland has to serve both markets. Yeah, so that's is this potentially a threat for companies in the Republic of Ireland if they see that if they base themselves in the six counties, they will have uh, two feet in both huge markets. Um, whereas if they stay in the south, they'll have obviously the single market, which is which is massive, but they have a lot of red tape when they want to do business in uh, the UK. No, uh, I wouldn't see it in those terms at all, Joe. I understand the point, but the reality is that business and business people, entrepreneurs, risk takers who create jobs and deliver deliver well-being in communities, uh, people like, like that uh, take risks every day. They acknowledge risks in their operations every day and they manage those risks. They spend far more time talking about the opportunities that uh, those risks uh, are associated with, but they will think in opportunistic terms and rightly so. This isn't about, so if you're in Dundalk and you're running a very successful business, you're not going to close in Dundalk, but you might additionally operate a wing of your business as it grows in Newry and support jobs there uh, because uh, the two different uh, territorial franchises, so to speak, offer you different incremental things and they operate ideally as as one um, by the combined benefits of both. Okay, well, let's say, take your example. Let's say you're in Letterkenny. Uh, you drive a little bit down the road to Straban. Uh, the wages are lower, the rents are lower, the cost of living is lower, the ability to get housing is better. Why wouldn't you set up your business in uh, Northern Ireland rather than the Republic? Touche. Of course you would. You would say that you'd look at the relative advantages and opportunities in both jurisdictions. The reality is there are many factors that support the idea of investing or not investing in one place or another. Now you've got the best of all worlds. Northern Ireland absolutely has that. Northern Ireland business, Northern Ireland communities, Northern Ireland jobs. The reality is that external firms in the Republic of Ireland or GB and beyond will also have a look at that alongside incrementing their own business. And that's already happening. There are wonderful partnerships already being fostered by agencies like Intertrade, by the combined local authorities on the Republic of Ireland side in Donegal, for instance, uh, where the new Atlantic uh, Technological University is part of a, a really productive affiliation with Derry, London Derry, legendary local authority and the colleges <laughs> and the enterprise agencies and the local p- uh, public representatives are doing a brilliant job of practical uh, connectivity to support joint job making for the benefit of all. And just to go back to the naysayers or the, or the holdouts, what if the loyalist groups say this is still got, um, we're still not happy with this deal. It still has, the fingerprint of Brussels is still in, in Northern Ireland and we feel a little bit disconnected with the South. What if they start a campaign of disobedience and what if there are protests and what if there's graffiti and burnings and attacks on uh, vehicles? Uh, will multinationals then say, you know, the advantages economically are there for Northern Ireland, but the political risk is still there? Well, there's political risk in every jurisdiction. I wouldn't overstate that uh, and I wouldn't understate it. Uh, Chambers of Commerce like ourselves at the British Irish Chamber of Commerce do what we can do to help anybody who's doubtful about the outcomes of a particular trade deal to understand that the upside is 
is absolute here. It's not even bigger than the downside. There is no downside in business terms and in employment terms for, from, from this Windsor Agreement for all who share a care in that. Equally, public representatives have their job to do. This deal goes significantly, significantly uh, down the road towards ticking every box that business has asked for and that's a very welcome thing. That's a very uh, glass half full assessment there from John McGrain, the D- Director General of the British Irish Chambers of Commerce. Thanks for coming in, John. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.